Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Hey, welcome back to another Unveiling Grace podcast episode. I'm Joel Grote. And I'm Lynn Wilder. And this has been a couple of weeks like none other. Um, wow, there's a lot of fear out there and um, a lot of people, things are changing quickly in folks' lives. And so we, we wanted to be here this week to talk to you about some of these things and how Jesus is the answer. Absolutely. Um, I think for most people, I'm going to guess that pretty much everybody that's listening to us has been touched by the whole coronavirus, COVID-19 crisis in some way or another, um, whole states being shut down, travel being shut down. I've got some really good friends um, overseas um, that are waiting to come back from Brazil and their plane was canceled yesterday. They're going to try again today. Yeah, this is, uh, these are unprecedented times of change and disruption and chaos. And, but you know, our whole tagline is we want people to experience a grace that heals and that grace is available maybe in some ways even more so when we're going through turbulent times. I absolutely would say so, at least for folks who are followers of the Bible and who have given their lives to Jesus. Jesus promises us this kind of amazing peace that passes understanding. In John 16, he said, In me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. Certainly, we are right now. But take <laughs> yeah, heart. Yeah, no doubt. I have overcome the world. Um, now, may the Lord of peace give you peace at all times in every way. And the Lord be with you all. I think one amazing thing that happens during hard times, Joel, is that those who are anchored to the Lord and know the Lord begin to look very different um, in the way that they deal with their circumstances than those who do not know the Lord, and that this becomes a blessing in many ways. I think that folks who do not normally go to their knees or even think about God because they're so busy with their own lives now maybe have a little more time, but also have a little more fear that sometimes drives them to ask, wow, is there really a God? Would his hand be in this? And what's all this about? Yeah, um, that it's so true. And, and unfortunately, sometimes even those of us that are believers can forget um, who our God is. We develop kind of a spiritual amnesia, I think, at times. But it's like these times of trial and crisis really have a way of bringing us back to what our bedrock is. And 
my heart goes out because I know people personally who the basis of their spiritual life isn't that close, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ or with God the Father. Their spiritual reality is much more anchored in an organization and the relationship with that organization. And in those people, I sense a tremendous amount of fear right now. Um, and, and, and you they look were... to that organization for, for answers, right, to that fear. Whereas someone who knows the Lord personally goes directly to him. And, and it's okay if you can't go to church on Sunday. Exactly. Now... And, that, and this is where I was going with this, is you lived within the confines. I mean, your whole life was defined by your performance-based religion for decades. And so one of the things I wanted to ask you in light of all that's going on now is, how is your response to this whole time of crisis and quarantine and all the disruption, how is that different now and what it would have looked like for you if you were still in the performance-based religious group. Would you be willing to do that, Lynn? Yeah, I've thought a lot about this recently, actually. Um, I kind of thought maybe you had. (laughs) I know I would have had a highly emotional reaction. I would have been so afraid and thinking constantly, constantly, hoard something, take care of things, have enough toilet paper. Um, What have I done that made this happen to my life? I would have been um, feeling shame, fear, and guilt because I was in a performance-based religion whose Book of Mormon (laughs) is prosperity gospel. It says, if you live the commandments, then you'll be blessed both temporally and spiritually. In, In biblical Christianity, we call that prosperity gospel, and it is a false gospel. It's not true. (laughs) <laughs> that if you do all the right things, you're going to get all these warm, fuzzy blessings. Um, yeah. Certainly you get blessings in in biblical Christianity, but it's very, very different. So let me help you understand how that might be different. I have compassion for folks who are suffering and businesses that are going under and families that are hurting. Um, but personally, it's almost like a neutrality. I like watching these things from a distance. Um, These things are predicted in the Bible. We know birth pains are going to get more and more intense and that they are going to happen more and more frequently. So these things are predicted. So why have fear? I mean, God himself spoke that diseases would happen. And and, and so I also know, because I know my Lord, that he provides, he protects, and he gives a peace that passes understanding. Literally, I think if I didn't have any food, God is able to continue to put flour in my bin if that is what I need. And sometimes he works those kind of miracles. I'm not saying he does every day, but I have total trust and faith in him. And I've learned to just walk it out, walk it out, walk it out. Certainly fear, according to the Bible, comes from Satan. 
Yes. Well, because uh, Scripture says that God hasn't given those who are his children. He has not given us a spirit of fear, uh, but, but, a power of, but a power and a love and, and a love. sound mind. <laughs> yes. And so we bring those things to bear. And again, it's not that we don't suffer. It's not that we don't even feel the stress of you know losing jobs or our children losing their jobs. That's not the most important thing to our lives. Um, the creature comforts, the normalcy, we desire that and having that is great. But when it's gone, we still have Jesus. We still have God as a loving father who loves us for who we are, not what we do. And so... And not just to isolate yourself and sit in a room and love Jesus. These are wonderful times of opportunity for Christian souls to be of service to other folks who might need food that you have in your pantry or folks that have some of those deep questions about who is God and why would he do something like this or did he perpetrate this? You know, those are the kind of things that come up in kinds of uh, times of trials that Christians really can be helpful with. Right. And I'd like to go ahead and answer one of those right now because it is such a common question that people I think have. You know, if God is good and he's all powerful, is he the one causing this? And, you know, my answer is no, God does not cause evil. He certainly put his world into place. He put systems into motion. And so, yes, we have things like natural disasters, but he's not behind the curtain pulling all the strings, causing things to happen. Uh, he certainly created a world where there's interaction um, between life forms. And at the fall, all of that went haywire. So when we sinned um, in Adam and Eve, we opened up uh, our own pandemic of evil. And now what we're seeing is the consequences of that evil having the ability and the opportunity to play itself out. But what we know is that's not the end of the story. God is going to restore and reconcile everything back to himself at some point in the future. So He turns it to good, he promises, yes? Right, and that's the other thing that Christians, that Christians hold on to. In fact, I just wrote this this morning um, in a prayer. I use a program called Version. It's a Bible reading version. It has Bible plans. And one of the things they've added it just in the last month or so is a place where you can post prayers and share those with people who are your friends on that app and have people actually pray for you. And that was one of the things I posted this morning was just in um, this prayer this recognition that God is for us and God is able to work all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And so as one who's loved by God, as one who is called according to his purposes, I can trust that every circumstance in my life, he has the power and the ability to work it for my good. Uh, how long that takes or how that works out, I don't get to say, but I can have the trust 
that he will do that for me. And he'll do that for anyone who is his adopted child. You know, those in Utah have gotten a double whammy the last couple of weeks with the earthquakes as well. They had another, yes. another aftershock, I think, yesterday in the fours. Um, my dear friends in Utah, none of this is your fault. There is nothing that you have done that brings the calamities on your head for not being worthy enough, not working hard enough, not living the commandments. Um, these things are the consequences, as Joel just said, of a broken world. And as a biblical Christian, you begin to relax know that these things are part of the world. I remember reading the verse about you'll have trials and persecutions, you know, but don't worry, God uses those things for a couple of reasons to make you a better person, to help you understand other things. I always thought when I was Mormon that if those things came into my life, trials came into my life, I had somehow sinned and I was being punished. That wow. is not the case, Joel. That is not the case. These sweet people have done nothing to bring this down on their heads. These are consequences of living in a broken world. And like I said, they've been predicted by God. Right. Jesus said, as the end gets closer, it's going to be cyclical. I think, like you said at the beginning, they're birth pangs. And just like um, a woman's labor pains get more and more intense, which I'm expecting to see happen within my own family because I have a daughter-in-law who's expecting and who is due, I think, within the next two to three weeks. Um, so yeah, so grandchild, let's see, this will be grandchild number 10 for us. So we're very excited. But she's already anticipating labor pains. And she knows, because this will be her second child, that they're going to increase. And with every round, um, they'll get closer together. They'll become harder. Um, they'll hurt a lot more. But the end result is this amazing new life this amazing new child and that's what jesus says the end is going to be like there's going to be this building of pains that we're going to see them cycle through and and so just because we're going through a cycle and it seems worse than the prior i really want to caution people against saying well this is it this is the end of the world that's all happening now well we don't know maybe but again it could just be one more birth pang, one more cycle that's gotten more severe and it's gotten closer, but we don't know where the end is, which is why we live every day fully. We don't hole up, we don't isolate. Um, we continue to do everything we can in every day to show the love of Jesus and to love God with all of our hearts and to love our neighbor as ourselves. So, yeah, well, it's such a different perspective than the fear that everything bad that happens to you is a punishment, that you have to somehow earn God's approval. Um, oh, that would just be so hard. There'd be so much pressure. Or even that you have to control it when it does happen, right? That you're the one that has to be at the store first to get all the toilet paper because <laughs> yes. your family is depending on you. Um, 
it's amazing how God can drop things at your door when you need it or, you know, one of the biggest changes in my heart from being Mormon to being Christian is a phrase in the Bible called resting in Jesus. I mm, feel like I yes. have finally learned to just um, kind of lean back, pay attention, trust God, and rest in whatever is happening, and just walk it through without panic and without um, just going crazy. <laughs> I wanted to say when you said a minute ago that we don't isolate. Actually, at the moment, physically, well, yes. <laughs> social <laughs> distancing nourished. is a wise thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen any of my grandkids in like a week to 10 days. And now here in Michigan, they have put us on mandatory stay-at-homeness. So um, our office is small enough that we're going to take turns being the only one in the office. Uh, but yeah, for the streets are empty. It's uncanny. Um, my drive to work has a fraction of the cars so and and that's wise as christians we also need to be as wise as serpents as jesus said and so we don't act foolishly the fact that we know god is in control the fact that we know he can work things for our good doesn't mean we do dumb things or that we take unnecessary chances or we expose other people to risk um yeah one of my pastor's wives one of the pastors we know in the northeast uh posted today on facebook that her parents um i don't know how old they are maybe 70s had gone to walgreens and come home sick and then and now she said they were looking at funeral plans and now she oh. apparently she apparently has been sick too and unable to get a test these things happen to <laughs> oh, <laughs> it wow. rains on the evil and the good right yes um and and something you said earlier reminded me um because I, I was thinking about this just the other night um as i was just i liked or reflected just like say okay god bring my perspective back around and i was actually sitting in my living room and i turned out all the lights uh, my wife had already gone to bed and I just, I turned out all the lights and I said, okay, God, I really want your perspective on this swirl of crisis. And I think it was the same day that they had announced that Michigan was now under a total stay at home mandate. It wasn't even a guideline. It was a mandate by the governor of our state. And one of the first things, there were several things that came to mind. One of the first things that came to mind was the verse... Um, it was like, as I was praying, the verse that came to mind, let's see if I can pull it up here. First um, Thessalonians 5.18, and it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Mm. And, and my first thought was, wait, give thanks? Oh, that's right. This verse doesn't say give thanks for everything. It says give thanks in in everything so mm. there isn't a single circumstance where i'm not able to find something to be grateful to god for i can always find that which i am grateful for with that which i can give thanks and so as i sat there i thought okay god from your perspective what are the things in the midst of this 
that are positives that I should give you thanks for. And one of the first ones that came to mind was this. It was the fact that disruptions have a great potential for producing depth. Mm. So when our boat is rocking to the point we think we may drown, it's then that we're driven to call out to Jesus in sometimes freshly desperate ways. And that's good for us. Mm. Um, because anytime we call out to Jesus, he does show up. Um, and I thought, you know, well, yeah, I call Jesus shows up and it's like God said, well, you know, actually to you, he shows up, but he never really left. <laughs> he was there the whole time. You just kind of got your eyes open to the fact that he's present. So when that happens, um, my faith gets so much stronger. My relationship with Jesus gets deeper. It becomes more intimate because I get to experience him personally in those moments um, when life is disruptive. Um, and that's a good thing. One of the things I, I realized at the beginning of all this is so I'm Mormon, working a part-time job, raising four kids, taking care of elderly in-laws. You know, my life was just crazy in my 30s, my 40s, my 50s, and I become a BYU professor, and I've got all that, plus this, right, plus the job. Yeah. <laughs> and then in 2013, God laid on my heart to write the book Unveiling Grace. If you haven't read it, um, you can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, Walmart.com. Unveiling yes, Grace. Phenomenal story. Please do get it. Talking so now I've got here, so. <laughs> a full-time job, kids, grandkids, and this book starts selling, and now I'm getting speaking engagements. So literally, I think all of my life, I've been running 100 miles an hour until the last two weeks, when all of a sudden, there's just, I'm stopped. And, and of course, I'm used to the running. And so it feels natural. And yet, what yeah. a blessing to just sit. I've done puzzles. I've painted <laughs> porches. I've, I've just done all kinds of wonderful things. Mike and I have had good time together. And, um, and I've been in touch with my kids. And yes, I always think of Paul in prison mm, and it's yeah. it says at midnight <laughs> he's in chains and he's praising god and you're thinking what does he have to praise god about he's in prison right and as he um as he's praising god his chains break yeah there's an earthquake there that releases yeah. him and everybody else in the prison right but that he would be praising god at that time yes well, and we can because when we realize God's presence, when we realize, okay, this is a very personal and present God. He's walking through this with me. He hasn't left me alone. That's an amazing thing. And it's one of those things that until you've experienced it, which is why I would you know, just like to say to anybody who's listening to us, take advantage. I mean, if you're being self-quarantined, if you're stuck at home, Use some of that time to just sit quietly and invite God in to speak to your heart or grab, you know, the scripture, grab the Bible. And uh, the Psalms are amazing 
you know, open to the Psalms and just say, God, speak to me. Let me experiencing, let me experience you in new ways that maybe I haven't before. Um, so that I, because that's where the praise comes from and it's, it's life changing. And it's like you said at the beginning, we get to experience a peace that goes beyond understanding because it's a peace that's rooted in a person who's with us, no matter what the circumstances are. Be anxious about nothing, he says. It's literally a sin to worry about things because God has it in hand. And you know what, Joel? If I die, I die. I know the Lord. Um, my mother actually passed away during one of the last pandemics, got the flu and couldn't recover during the Norwalk flu during 2003. Um, wow. and, and yet I know that my life is in God's hands and that he will love and watch over me and you know, to die is not the worst thing. It's it's absolutely not. And on that cheery note, <laughs> we're at the end <laughs> of our sorry. podcast. <laughs> no, no, but that's great. But I want to continue this conversation because um, there's a couple more things. And I guess I'll just alert our readers to what we're going to be looking at in the next episode. And that's, you know, we said how disruptions create depth. The other thing that came to mind for me that I think God brought to mind was the fact that chaos uncovers our true values and trials and tragedy reveal just how solid and dependent our anchor really is and so that's what i'd love for us to pick up um, in the next episode so shall we talk about that let's do all right grace and peace amen thank you for listening to the unveiling grace podcast Join us next time for another conversation devoted to helping your life and relationships flourish. As always, you can find show notes, program transcripts, and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. For a limited time, we are offering the Wilder's book, Seven Reasons We Left Mormonism, for a donation of any amount. Go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the free book button to request yours. We greatly appreciate your support for the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.